and as a woman who wanted to have a career and a family, for me, that's a priority to help others, men or women, be able to achieve that goal, which is to be able to be very successful as a parent and also to have a really exciting and profitable career. That's the founder and CEO of a very cool new company called Rowan. Louisa Schneider is her name, and she's chatting with me today on Bucket List Careers. Thanks, as always, for joining me. I'm Krista Laurie. Rowan, if you're not yet familiar with it, is rapidly growing its retail footprint, offering a unique ear-piercing experience. A mom of three with a background in finance, Louisa pulled off her biggest pivot, spotting opportunity in this billion-dollar industry. The idea came to her when taking her teen nieces to get their ears pierced at the mall. She felt the whole experience was lacking in safety and celebration. And Rowan was born, launched in 2019 with $4 million in venture capital funding. Her model especially emphasizing safe piercings performed exclusively by a licensed nurse. In this episode, Louisa talks about how the pandemic caused a surge in demand for Rowan's at-home service. We explore her vision, the timeliness of her company's focus on safety. And of course, we get key takeaways for you, how you can find that stellar business idea and build your dream gig from the ground up. Louisa, thank you so much for your time today. I know you are uber busy and I appreciate it even more that you're here on the podcast with me. No, thank you, Krista. It's my pleasure. Super happy to be here. Yeah. So you're expanding the retail footprint of Rowan. And I think when we scheduled this about a month ago, you were on a whirlwind tour. I'm not sure how long you're back in New York for, but it's obviously symbolic of the company's momentum and growth. This is all very exciting. I just want to say right off the bat, Rowan is simply an excellent idea. Having two girls, having pierced both their ears, most recently my youngest a couple of years back, even then I felt like I experienced that void in the market that you're filling. Thank you. Yeah, I think for any parent or anyone who's gotten their ears pierced recently or has thought about getting their ears pierced, it's certainly a milestone and one where there are nerves, even when you think there might not be. Given everything that all of us have been living through over the past year, there is a focus on safety and sterility that I think will be forever imprinted on us and something that the consumer appreciates now more than I've ever known. Given that safety and sterility and working exclusively with licensed medical professionals has always been at the core DNA of Rowan and who we are, we've been very fortunate to have tremendous demand for what we're doing over the past year. It just makes sense. But with COVID, we've seen a windfall of interest. So it's been very exciting. It's been very busy, as you say. And I'm definitely not letting the dust settle. In your words, tell me about the vision of Rowan. So the idea for Rowan and the vision is that starting with this milestone moment where safety and celebration and brand come together in a way that they haven't previously, we're able to honor this milestone that has traditionally been a milestone that most women and most girls have experienced. Now, more and more men and boys are getting their ears pierced and Rowan 
is a name that's by choice, not necessarily associated with femininity or masculinity. That is by choice. (laughs) That is a very good point. I was wondering if it was your daughter's name or not. And if you chose that for that gender neutrality. We did. That was part of the reason that the name made sense for us. The name is actually where I'm from. It's Rowan County, North Carolina, which is where my mom is from and all of her siblings, many of them still live there and they are all nurses or doctors. The genesis of the business was me thinking about this milestone and realizing that I wanted a medical professional to perform the service, but I couldn't find one. And my pediatrician said, head on down to the mall where they do it every day. It's not something I do. And I didn't want to take my daughter into a dermatologist's office or a plastic surgeon's office in the city. It just seemed too sterile and not fun and scary. When my aunt said, oh, we've pierced ears in many different contexts, pediatrician's offices, or even in an urgent care environment in some cases, it got me thinking, wow, this is really potentially an opportunity that would be great and potentially really positive, somewhat flexible work that nurses could pursue and feel like they're doing good and enjoying what they're doing and where they get to be the star of the show. And the idea for Rowan, really the vision is to create this experience that then captures the heart of a family and where we can not only provide this exceptional service, but create products that are hypoallergenic and quality where we have a lifelong customer. So similar to Tiffany's, where you can buy a baby rattle at Tiffany's, you can get an engagement ring at Tiffany's, or you could get a 60th wedding anniversary gift from Tiffany's. It's always the right gift because it's about quality and beauty and timelessness. And that is certainly an area that we're really looking to lean into at Rowan. We are growing and expanding. Our price point is not going to be that high, at least not certainly not for all of our products. So we do want to be reachable and available for everyone, but we do not want to compromise on quality. It all makes a lot of sense. I wanted to also dial it back to your career path before Rowan. Yes. How you got here, you know, this is bucket list careers, right? We want to talk about your path and your pivots. I know you came from a strong financial background fun little fact that your team shared with me. You were involved in the IPO of Lululemon. Was there a pivotal moment when you said, oh, I'm doing this now? Or was it more of an evolution of ideas for you? In a way, it was both. Hmm. And I don't know what your background was leading to what you're doing today. TV news journalist. Yeah. Okay. So we all have a story that then influences kind of where we end up. Absolutely. For me, it was, I wanted to live in New York City. And the only way that I was going to be able to live there and pay to support myself there was to take this job in finance and investment banking, even though I wanted to do something more creative and go be an artist. And I think in many ways, it opened tremendous doors for me that I never would have pursued if I hadn't gotten that experience. I started off in investment banking and I was fortunate enough to have the first deal that I worked on be the sale of Brooks Brothers. And I fell in love with retail. I got to meet many different prospective buyers and ultimately spend time with Claudio Del Vecchio, who's the owner of Luxottica. He ultimately purchased the company. That was for me a tremendous experience to walk a tie factory with him and, and hear how he thought about the business, to hear how he thought about a brand and what a brand could do and why it had value. I was hooked at that point on retail and the consumer 
But I also really liked finance. It surprised myself and continued to want to learn about it. And so I was a retail analyst and worked in sales and trading in different capacities, went to business school, also continued to be really creative. And so I did start a yoga clothing line really early on, uh, really passionate about yoga. And and this was pre-Lululemon. Okay. After business school, had a lot of loans. So I went back to sales and trading (laughs) and Lululemon IPO'd and I got to participate in that. And that was incredible to watch and see and think, wow, if I just stuck with it. Yeah. But sparking ideas for you at the same time, right? Exactly. And then fast forward, I was working for a hedge fund that was actively shorting brick and mortar malls. And I certainly went to my fair share of malls in the 80s and the 90s. But I kept hearing over and over again that girls and boys that are teenagers don't really have an interest in going to the mall anymore. And neither do their parents. And the many malls are pretty tired. The mall of the 80s and 90s is turned into Instagram. That's where we go and show things off. We don't walk the mall anymore. Yeah, that's pretty fascinating. And it once was a destination, like a social destination. It was. It has changed. Yeah. So I was just fascinated by looking at the inline retailers at malls. One of them that continued to drive foot traffic was Claire's. I visited a few Claire's and I couldn't find anything that had been innovated on since the 80s. It was mind-boggling. And then I realized that this is a milestone that mostly women experience. I do think there is some element to that, that it was good enough. For me, it, it was not good enough. And the fact that most all women were going to experience it and many, many more young men and older men, I knew that it could be improved on. And so when this idea came to me, I could not stop thinking about it, to your point, and ultimately made the decision to quit my job at a hedge fund and pursue this full-time. Good for you. That must have been scary. So how were the beginning stages of that? And how did you navigate roadblocks there? The beginning stages were very, very scary. I remember listening to a podcast with the founder of The Runway, and she said that she spent time, countless hours pitching. And one of her meetings with a really prominent man in finance ended with him patting her on the shoulder and saying, you're going to have a lot of pretty dresses in your closet. (laughs) And I had very similar experiences when I went to raise institutional capital. When the words ear piercing came out of my mouth, I saw the person's eyes glaze over, or I knew that based on their response, they were not able to capture the big picture. Assumptions being made. Yes. I think the TAM, the total addressable market for this business is very, very large. And when you think about a milestone moment, there are so many that have already been improved on where tech or D2C e-commerce brands have become a part of the milestone like weddings or birth. Okay. And these are things that may happen once or a few times in someone's life. Similar with ear piercing, it happens once or maybe a few times in your life, but you remember it. Right. And this was one where that transformation had not yet occurred. So I knew the opportunity still existed and I just had to find the right people. How has the pandemic affected your plans and executing on them? We are in a different world than we were pre-COVID-19 for sure. And I did read you say something which is very true. You can't pierce your ears online. (laughs) E-commerce can't rule everything. Right. But what's changed with Rowan's expansion plans since the pandemic? Really for us, it's been the time to slow down, 
to cut a lot of proactive marketing spend, to reassess the business. We were small coming into it. I've always been very conscientious of profitability in the bottom line and really tight control on capital. Sure. But also the willingness to, to take, take a risk and to spend into growth. We had an office, we had about 15 employees and we pared down. We did not have to lay anyone off, fortunately, but we did have some people that chose to leave proactively because the nature of the role changed when we couldn't pierce for several months. The at-home business was able to open up for us just based on different decisions that were made as we started to learn more about COVID and what could be done safely outdoors and things like that. Of course. And how does that work with the at-home business? So we are able to come to a home so you can book an appointment online and a Rowan nurse can come to you and create a real concierge experience for you or for your child or for a group of people, family. That's been tremendously popular during COVID because it can be done outdoors. So on a deck or on a porch or in the backyard, you know, the nurses are experts at wearing PPE and everyone feels very safe and you don't have to go anywhere. That piece of the business has grown substantially. We are active in many states across the country, piercing with nurses who are able to come to your home. And then during the pandemic, we also began exploring partnerships and relationships with various retailers. One of them is Target, and that has been very exciting. And we have just eclipsed 100 studio and stores in Target across the country. So we have just launched Houston this week. We launched 21 stores. Congrats. And it's been going incredibly well. Are you just in select states or how do you decide where you're rolling out? That is a long process. That would take many, many hours for us to discuss. (laughs) That's a whole other podcast episode. (laughs) (laughs) But suffice it to say, it's an iterative process. We are looking at all types of data to make those decisions. But the truth is people are piercing ears everywhere and there is a preference for safety everywhere. 100%. And so we're bringing something that we see demand for equally in Des Moines and Kansas City and Houston and Austin, Texas. It's exciting. Across the board, of course, domestically. (laughs) I noticed you have a lot of women on your team. Yes. Awesome. Strong female leadership attracts amazing talent. What do you hope to achieve and demonstrate as a founder and a CEO management style? Who inspires you the most? I love that question. Our COO came to us and she was expecting. So the first time I met her, she was probably a few weeks along and she was interviewing at a number of different places. Her background is Uber. She helped launch Uber Eats across the UK. She was president of the tech club at HBS, had started her own business, extremely talented woman, Mm -hmm. also about to become a parent for the first time. I don't think that her experience interviewing was great across the board, but as a mother myself, and as a woman who wanted to have a career and a family, for me, that's a priority to help others, men or women, be able to achieve that goal, which is to be able to be very successful as a parent, and also to have a really exciting and profitable career. I saw it as a huge opportunity to bring on this woman to help me build this business. And so I was eager to bring her on. And some people said, oh, why would you hire someone who's about to become a mom for the first time? You know, that that doesn't make sense. 
I think by consciously choosing to invest in people who want to have a more well-balanced life, I think that we'll better understand our customer and we will be able to build a team that's stronger, that stays with us for a longer period of time. Yeah. We also, you know, our head of marketing is soon to go out on maternity leave with her first baby. And we just did a a really awesome party for her over Zoom, (laughs) but it was very fun. Well, that's how things are operating right now. Yeah. But I think investing in people and not being afraid to lean into life. One thing about COVID that is really interesting is this new work from home world that we're living in and the ability to be very effective from Zoom and not be required to go into an office and not feel that FaceTime is controlling our destiny, but instead to think about productivity and and also to think about what makes people feel good. How do you feel like you're living your best life? Can you do that by working at Rowan? And maybe you want to go, you've always wanted to go and live in Florida or California. Now you can do that. Take some time. Yeah. The ability to take a maternity leave or a paternity leave, but then also to come back to work and still be able to be with your child. I mean, I had to stop breastfeeding my daughter at two months so I could go back to work. I didn't want to. Right. But there wasn't the flexibility there. Yeah. But it was a requirement of the job. And I, I wasn't one of those people that did a great job pumping in an office. (laughs) It just didn't work for me. And so I think while there are a lot of challenges with COVID, I think that for founders or for company leadership that want to be creative about how this new work-life balance and this new work-from-home environment may have opened a lot of opportunities for us to honor more flexibility. No, those are silver linings from the pandemic for sure. And it's hard to imagine the corporate culture completely returning to five days a week required. So you're saying you are looking to continue hybrid work patterns for your employees wherever possible. I think hybrid work is smart. And I think that it makes us a much stronger company. In many ways, when we were all together, we were still not interacting. And in the hybrid world, we get together and we have an intentional meeting each morning over Zoom where we share what we're doing. When we were all together, the need for doing that on a daily basis didn't feel necessary because we were all together. So the assumption was we were learning about what each other was doing via osmosis. Right, right, right. When in truth, we we were not. (laughs) And so because of this intentional focus on communication, because we're not physically together, I think we've actually been able to share ideas and action on strategy in a much more efficient and effective way. I do think there is no substitute for being in person and getting to know people so we will want a hybrid model. Yeah. Attachment yes. to the company to some extent or to the culture of the people around you, I think won't be one way or the other in any shape right. or form. That's right. What do you feel you can give our listeners just you know, a couple key points that really speak to you? Well, I, I think you talked about that moment. And for me, I was sacrificing a lot to work at this hedge fund. I mentioned one sacrifice stopping breastfeeding a lot earlier than I wanted. And also being in an office five days a week when I had a newborn and and two other very young children, I was not the one that was putting ideas into the portfolio. Right. I didn't have a ton of conviction in the people that I worked for. And yet all of my efforts were in order to 
make them better. Oh, that's a good point. When I had the idea for Rowan, my fear was, you know, can I do this? Am I going to be able to to take this idea and raise money? Am I going to be able to build a team? Am I going to be able to do all those things? And the truth is you don't have to do them all at once. (laughs) You do them one day at a time. What I realized is, yeah, I have much more faith in myself being able to execute this. I know how hard I'm going to work. And if I really believe in it and I'm going to be providing a better experience for just one girl and her family or just one boy and his family, and I can say I did that, my efforts or any sacrifices that I make are to that end versus towards something that ultimately I don't really believe in, then I'm going to feel much better about that at the end of the day. And you know how hard you're going to work and you start surrounding yourself with people that you can rely on. That's right. Being an entrepreneur and and starting a business is the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> it is not. Well, that's honest. It is not something where every day is easy and you are, you know, you have your feet up and you're making a few phone calls and great things are happening. <laughs> it is hard work and you're making hard decisions yeah. and you're having tough conversations. But if you really believe in it and you believe in what you're building, there's really nothing more rewarding. And so I think you've got this one precious life. And if you can wake up every day and you're excited for what lays ahead and you're excited to do all that hard work, but also to enjoy it, then that's the home run. And it's lighting you up. Then you're not really working. It's not drudgery of work. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've never been happier. I've never been more excited about what I'm doing. I love talking about it. I love the team I'm building. They love the work and and I hear it all the time. There's nothing more rewarding than that, than people calling you and saying, thank you for this opportunity. I love working here. What kind of links would you like to share before we go? Where we can either follow you, stay up to date with what you're doing. It's Hey Rowan and it's hashtag Hey Rowan at Hey Rowan. So that's where we are on Instagram and on Facebook as well. HeyRowan.com. We can mention your website. So great to have you on the podcast. Thanks so much again. I'll see you around. You can always find more on my website, bucketlistcareerspodcast.com. Also, I'm considering working on more of a YouTube presence, eventually uploading a good portion of my interviews there instead of just clips. What do you think? DM me your thoughts, if you can, at Crystal Laurie on Twitter, at bucketlistcareers on Instagram and Facebook. I'd really love to hear from you. I'll be here again with a new guest next Wednesday. Don't miss it. And thanks so much for listening. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironicmedia.com.